Well, man, for some of us, this anniversary is just an unbelievable thing to celebrate. Every, seriously, are you guys excited to celebrate with us today? Yeah. And some of you are newer, and, uh, but for me to sit there, and when I think about anniversaries, you do three things, right? Susie and I just celebrated our anniversary last month. You always reflect. You know, we, as we were driving to our little getaway for the night, we, you know, we're sitting there trying to remember what we did each year on our anniversary. You reflect back on what happened. A lot of people will recommit their vows, right, on their anniversary. That'll be a time to say, right here, we're going to redo this thing and say, I still love you. I still am committed to you. I still want to make this happen. And then you start to look towards the future, too. And you just start to think, man, this isn't the end. We're still going. And so that's what we want to do today. And I was just thinking that, like this song said, what do you, what do you guys see? What do you see? For those of you who are single and wanting to get married, can you see it? I mean, I remember when I was single, I got married late. I could see it. I could taste it. I could feel it. I, I remember I had these grand visions, right, of what it would mean to be married. And now I am. So what do you see? Do you ever take time just to dream about your life? What do you see for your life? What do you, what do you imagine for your marriage, for your children? What do you see in your line of work and in your vocation? What do you see when you think about God? What, what do you see and what do you imagine when you think about Jesus Christ? See anything? Do you imagine anything? My guess is whenever you're imagining or whatever you're dreaming, my guess would be that your dream is somehow better than what it is today. Isn't that what dreaming's all about? When we dream up something, it's better. It's, it's more than what we have today. It's deeper than what we have today. I remember thinking back of my high school days, you know, the glory days of playing football. And every Friday afternoon, do you guys remember the band Boston? Oh, baby. Can anything get you going like Boston? And every Friday afternoon, I'd go home right from school, and, I, and I was just, we were just laughing about this, <laughs> rethinking our days. And I would take, my mom and dad were home, and I would take the speakers and put them on both sides of my head and just crank it. And I would lay there, and I would just imagine the game for that night. And it was always better than reality. But it was more. It was deeper. That's what we do. So the song we just sang, take a breath, you guys. Come on, baby, take a breath. Take a lifetime to multiply, to increase, to go deeper, to experience more. It's just an ordinary day, but there's an extraordinary God. Got to move, you got to try, you got a time to simplify now that your time has come today. And then the chorus said, what? Well, you won't see it if you don't believe it. So what's the dream for K2 on this anniversary? My dream, our dream as a church, is that we would multiply, that we would be deeper, that there would be more. So we got this theme going around. It's on your program, this whole idea of K2 at work. There's this work theme that, that we have here. And I just want to explain the thought behind why we have this work idea with multiply. So I looked up the definition of work on dictionary.com, and it says this, to work is the exertion or the effort directed to produce something, to produce something. 
And when you work to do that, all of you do that. All of us do that. We work to produce. What was so interesting to me, though, is that underneath that, there was a synonym for work. And you know what it was? Well, there were a few of them, but you know what one of them was? Drudgery. (laughs) And I I thought, it was that amazing, only in America. Drudgery. Maybe not only in America, but, and so what is that? It's continuous, dreary, dispirited work. Any of you ever had a job that was drudgery? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All right, so we know what that is. Why is it drudgery? Because we don't enjoy it. We never see any results. It's monotonous. It's what, you have to ask the question, what good is this doing? You know, you're spending your whole life doing something. You're like, what is this actually doing? Maybe you're never noticed or appreciated or compensated appropriately. But let's, let's go on the other side, you guys. How many of you have ever had a job that you love? Anybody in here? See, okay, so we know that work in and of itself isn't bad. In fact, did you guys know that God instituted work before the fall? Because sometimes I think we happen, after sin came, work came. <laughs> but it's not the case. No, when everything was right, when everything was perfect, God said, and you will work. There's something good about it. And when you guys know it, you've tasted it, you raise your hands. And when you love your work, it's because you enjoy it, because you're producing something that has results. It's not monotonous. It's creative. It's adventurous. You're making an impact. You're doing something good. There's a cause, maybe. And you're encouraged, you're blessed, and you're being rewarded for it. So if we think about it, you guys, here's the deal. When you work, you produce something. And if you're productive, you know what the synonym for productive was? Fruitful. And you know what it means to be fruitful? It means you multiply. That's what God is all about. It's amazing. Even Jesus teaches that the kingdom of God is like this. That the, God, that the farmer sowed a seed on good soil. And when the seed hit good soil, you know what happened? It produced. It multiplied 100 times, 60 times, 30 times. Jesus is saying, my kingdom is productive. It's good. And so the, the synonym, I'm all, I, I, just, I just stuck in dictionary.com, so hang with me here for a little bit. But, but, the, but the synonym for multiply were these three words, to magnify, to intensify, and to enlarge. That's my dream for this place, for this year. And know what else, you guys? I think it's God's dream. I think the scriptures say that God's dream is to magnify and intensify and enlarge. It's what he does. Do you guys think God has dreams? Do you think he has ideas and plans? Does God have a will? Not, not like when he dies that he'll you know, give us stuff, but <laughs> yes. But you know, the scriptures are clear. God has dreams, ideas, a plan. God has a will. In fact, the scriptures say that his will is good and pleasing and perfect. And so you know what God's doing? He's working. See, because when you have a dream for your marriage or for your kids or something, you have this dream that something could be greater, what do you do? You work at it. You work at your marriage. You work at being a good parent. You work at your job. God has dreams and plans. And the scriptures go back. We did a whole series on this. What does God do all day? He says, I'm always at work. I'm doing something. Now, how many of you would like to experience God's dream, his idea, his plan, and his will for your life. Especially if it's good and pleasing and perfect. 
And so there, in the scriptures, there's a guy who wanted to know that. So he went up to Jesus one time and he said, Jesus, what do we got to do to do the works of God? What do we got to do? And Jesus looked back at him and he said, the work of God is this, to believe in the one in whom he sent. The work of God is this, it's to believe in the one whom he has sent. And you know what it means to believe? It means I totally trust you to the point where I will follow you. It doesn't mean just to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, because even James said the demons believe that. They shudder. But to believe in this sense is to put your faith in him. The work of God is to simply put your faith in Christ and to be willing to go and do whatever he asks you to do. Now, there's a lot going on here at K2. There's a lot of work, right, that it takes to pull this church off and to do everything that we want to do. And we have a lot of dreams here. Dave's sitting down here at Venture Canyon. We've got a lot of dreams for Venture Canyon. Ryan's here with Fusion Vertical and Roots. We've got, we've got visions for compassion and missions around the world for the expansion of what we're going to do. We've got lots of dreams here, lots of things that I could sit here and tell you about. But I just feel like God laid on my heart. I have one dream. Am I like Martin Luther King or something? I do. I have one dream for you for this church. And that is that every person sitting in this room would simply believe. We could just pray and go home. Because if you and I would believe, really trust Christ to the point where we would just do whatever he asks us to do, we would actually follow him. Oh my goodness, everything else would take care of itself. Everything else. We don't have to talk about anything else. If we would simply do the work, and the work is to believe. And so to do the hard work of believing, see, that's the other part. Is it's hard? Is anybody in here find it hard to believe? Okay, me. All right, I'll, no, it is hard to believe. But you guys, let's do it. Let's do the hard work to believe that he loves you, really. To believe that the gospel is enough. To believe that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, there was absolute, complete forgiveness for all of the sin in the world, including yours. And that when you screw up and when you do things against God, that you can know that Jesus Christ's blood was enough. And you don't have to pay a penance you don't have to try to be good to get God's favor again. It is yours. And when you screw up, that's hard to believe. But you need to believe it. To do the hard work to believe that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ today, the Holy Spirit of God is in you. To believe that you never go through anything alone, ever. And that his power is in your life. To do the hard work to believe that the Bible's right. And that I should actually trust what it says and follow it. To do the hard work to believe that when the Holy Spirit prompts you to do something, that you actually listen and take the step of faith. That's hard to do. To do the hard work to believe, to get to the point where you will devote yourself, where you actually die to yourself as the scriptures tell us to do, 
and be alive to Christ. It's no more about me. It's all about you. There is nothing more hard, I don't think, in all the world because the sin inside me wants to run my life. The sin inside me wants to run after everything else besides Jesus. And Jesus looks at us and he says, you guys, I'll tell you what, all you have to do is trust me. Believe me. And do whatever I ask. Follow me and you will see all that I have in store for you. My dreams, my plans, my will for your life will happen. Can I just say, you guys, Susie actually said this to me last night when we were talking. Religious activity is actually the easy way. Do you guys know that? It's really easy to get up and go to church. It's pretty easy to sign up to work at Venture Canyon and, or to be on the Connections team. You know, it's, it's actually pretty easy to do religious activity. It's hard to walk by faith. It's easy to do religious activity. But you know what? What happens if you do religious activity? Hey, you want to talk drudgery? You know what religious activity does? It kills you. Seriously, did you guys know that? It kills you. I mean, if you, if you come to church at K2 or you, you join a serving team because this is what I'm supposed to do and this is how I'm going to kind of get my favor with God, oh my gosh, you, you'll do it for a while and then it'll just be drudgery and you'll hate it. And, and, and your understanding and relationship with God will suffer because of it. But believing and having faith and knowing Christ and following him is life. It's life. So look at these scriptures. And you know what, Shannon? I forgot to tell you they're going to be a little bit different order. So you can follow me. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says this. And so here's what I, I just, Paul says this. I just want to say this to you this morning on our anniversary. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Stand firm. If you're wavering right now in your faith, in your belief, and you're struggling to trust God, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Nothing. Don't let your job move you. Don't let the temptation move you. Don't let your hobbies or comfort move you. Let nothing move you. Stand firm. Why? Because always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. And what's the work of the Lord? To believe. Always give yourselves fully to that. To simply believe Him. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Do you guys catch that one? What kind of labor? In the Lord. Labor for K2? Drudgery. <laughs> labor for church? Drudgery. Doing religious stuff to look good? Drudgery. Labor in the Lord? Never in vain. Because the labor, the work in the Lord is to do what he's doing, and it's life-giving. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2 says, we always thank God for all of you, and we do. I'm telling you, we boast of you. Everywhere I go, all over the country, I boast of you. You are an amazing, amazing, amazing group of people. And I was around some amazing people just a week ago, but when I tell them about this, they're like, what? 
So I always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father, your work produced by what? Guilty conscience, because I need to do things. No. The work that's produced by believing. Not because you got to go do something, but because the Holy Spirit of God is prompting you. Because you read the scriptures and it said, do this. And out of faith in the scriptures and out of faith in God and the Holy Spirit, you do what he leads you to do. And that is the work that we want to do. Your labor is prompted by what? Selfish gain. I can do this and I can get this if I do this. No, your labor is prompted by love. Because I love God and because I love you, I'm going to labor. And your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And then Colossians 1.28, Paul says, So we proclaim him. We admonish and teach everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. And to this end, I labor, struggling. Anybody ever struggle? With all his energy which so powerfully works in me. You guys, God is at work because he has dreams. And when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ and he fills you with his spirit, he starts to give you his dreams. And they consume you. And you start to see what it could be. You start to see what could happen in every individual life. You start to see what could happen in our community. And just like you raised your hands when you said, oh, I've had a good job. This is a great job. This is worth your life. And nothing else is. When we get there and we see him face to face, you know the only thing that's going to matter is what you labored for in the Lord. That's the only thing that won't be in vain. And it is. It's productive. I was sitting here, I, I had tears in my eyes. I wrote this is pretty funny. Because I remember I'm like freaking out. It's just me and Mo. How are we going to do this without any artists? And when he sat there and played on the stage all by himself, and then Kugler joined him, and the drums came, and the bass with Eric joined, and then we multiplied into what? Two complete bands. How many bands we got now, Rhett? Like five? See, that's, that's multiplying. That's producing so that we can continue to do it. And I'm like, that's what I want to see God do here. So this year, you guys, here's my dream. I want to see Jesus Christ magnified. Anybody else want to see Jesus Christ magnified? Totally. What's that mean? I want to see him glorified. I want this whole valley. I want you and me to see him magnified in my life and in your life and in this valley so that, it, so that I understand more, you understand more, the world understands more how great he is, magnificent he is, amazing, how good, how holy, how right, how loving. Uh, I just had surgery. How worthy he is. I want to multiply the glory of God. And that's what I want to see happen in this family. You know what else I want to see? I want to see your relationship with him intensified. Anybody want a more intense relationship with Jesus? Okay. Dude, see, here's what, listen to Paul in Colossians and Ephesians. Filled with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding, bearing fruit in every good work, 
growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power. With all power? Come on, anybody ever tasted that? It's amazing to me. To his, by his glorious might, that we, then it, not individual, <clears throat> that we might be built up until we all reach unity in the faith, that we'd be tight and in the knowledge of the Son of God, that we might attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Do you not want that? Man, I'm telling you, that's what we labor for. I'm telling you, that's worth giving your life to, to be free and loving and powerful and selfless and full and united. So I want to see our relationships with intensified. And then I want to see his kingdom enlarged. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Sometimes, I, 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 this last year, I, I would say, I just, just close the doors. Because we have so many people. It's like, I just, I just, we feel like we need to take care of everybody who's coming. And we do. We want to see you intensified. But we will never close these doors. Because God wants every person in this valley to know how much he loves them, that he created them, that they could have this type of life. Man, I want to see it. In, in that verse in Colossians, you know what? It actually, if you read it right, it says, We proclaim him admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Everybody. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl in this valley. And we're going to do that to that end. And you know what? So you guys, what we found when we decided to believe in him, found out a few things. Number one, is God had this idea of this church called K2 that he wanted to start. And we, when we believed him, that came into being. And now as we continue to believe him, we see that Adventure Canyon and our youth ministries and compassion and small groups so that you can have the relationships and support that you need, Sunday service so that he can speak to you and so that you can give him back your worship, all these things were important. But our vision, our vision is to establish multiplying churches along the Western Rockies and the world that engage those being sought by God. Do you guys know God is seeking after people and he needs more churches and more possibilities to go after every person who has yet to know? And that's what we're going to do. So if we celebrate and we reflect, remember last year, we did this thing last year at our anniversary called Discover More. And what we said was, you guys, we know that we want to multiply, that we want to enlarge and increase what God's doing because he keeps bringing people and we want to reach as many people as we can. We want to keep going. So we asked you to sit before God and say, God, I will do whatever you ask me to do with your finances so that this vision could become reality. And you guys responded with $5.1 million in pledge. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's the other one where people go, your church was two years old and you pledged $5.1 million? This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous because God's amazing. God is on the move. And all he's saying is, would somebody please go with me? Would somebody please trust me? Would somebody please quit living for yourself and live for me so that the world could know all that I want to do? And that's what's happening here. So we spent this whole year trying to figure out what God wants us to do, and we've looked at buildings, and we've looked all over the place, and we tried to figure it all out. And so finally, we feel like we know what our first step is with Discover More. And we found a building that we're going to be... Uh, renovating and stuff, and Andy Marshall is actually there on site right now. So let's watch him. Well, hey, Dave and guys. Thanks for joining me over here. After uh, weeks and, and months of trying to find a warehouse and a new place to meet, we have finally discovered where we're going to be. And uh, right now, you know, it doesn't really look like a church. It's got boxes and 
toner and copiers and tools and all kinds of stuff lifts all around. But uh, this is all gonna change. This stuff is moving out. And we're actually gonna move in, we're gonna change the flooring. We're gonna put up brand new lights and uh, put some chairs in here, build out a staging and just make this place really off the hook. And before long, I'm telling you, it's gonna look just like the red warehouse that you're, you're used to. Um, but here's, here's the coolest part of this whole deal. Let me, let me just show you. We are literally like 200 feet from you right now. We're at the back of Adventure Canyon in this white warehouse. It's absolutely amazing. So, in fact, I'm gonna come join you right now. Okay, hold on, hold on just a sec. Hey! Dude! Yeah! Whoa! You're fast, man! It was a, it was a long run. <laughs> Just ran, ran over 200 feet. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So we know a lot of this is leaked out, but a lot of you didn't know. But that, that's literally what we're going to do. Um, the, the people who have been the automated business systems is going to be moving out of there uh, in just a couple weeks, and we're going to be moving in. So why don't you share with them what that's going to be like? Yeah, so you're now sitting in the red warehouse, and uh, if you were to walk outside, which you will later today, hopefully... Uh, you'll see the white warehouse, and and it's it's cool. It's 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 pretty pretty much the same size as this, just a little bit a little bit smaller. But we're going to be able to get about 400 chairs in there, and uh, we're going to give it the same K2 experience. So you will now have a choice because choices are good. So you can drive in here on Sunday morning and choose to park on the left or the right and go to church on the left or the right, whatever you want to do. You know, maybe just mix it up, keep people guessing, and. Uh, and there's going to be uh, bands over there and uh, speakers. Dave and I will run back and forth. And um, so you'll just see us running feverishly and, and uh, preaching it. And it's going to be great. We're going to build out a stage and do all the lightings. Give it pretty much the same treatment as you see in here. Now, here's the cool part, too, is that we're going to build out a lobby. So um, the, uh, the rolling doors uh, that I threw up uh, just moments ago. That, uh, that rolling door is actually going to be the back of the stage. And so uh, you'll enter that, uh, that space from the north, and, and in that lobby, you can drop your kids off at, at, at uh, Adventure Canyon. You can still get coffee and uh, get the, a similar lobby experience, and then uh, go right into church. So it's, uh, it's going to be great. It's going to allow us to grow. Cool. And the really cool thing about this is that we're going to be able to do four services. Like right now, we got the 9, and then we have a 1045, and then we have a 1230. And uh, everybody knows that going to church afternoon just, you know, is, it's, and then even here, it's a smaller service. We're actually going to do these four services overlapping each other. And we're going to, so that they'll all be at optimum times, which, yeah. is, which is really, really cool. So, so basically, the four services will be done by, the last one will be like at 1130, uh, which is incredible. And so, um, so that's what that's what will be happening. Hopefully by Christmas. That's our that's our goal. So we part of the reason we put all this work stuff up around here is because you're going to see a lot of construction. You already seen in the parking lot, but we're going to start seeing more construction. We're also finally going to have bathrooms in this lobby. Wow! What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah. they'll be porta johns, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did you notice the screen was high pitched with the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, in, anyway, so there's going to be a lot of construction going on um, as we go here. But the coolest part you guys for this is that doing these two literally planning a campus right across the parking lot um, we're going to need two teams now of everything hmm. we're going to need two two bands two setup crews two video crews two groups of connection um, we're going to be multiplying everything that it takes to do this and we're really excited about that for many reasons because because one of the things we're just we're realizing and i'm reading just through some business books this has nothing to do with with christianity 
But people in the business world who are being successful are realizing two things about people. People. People need something to contribute. They have something to contribute, and they want to contribute it. And number two, people are looking for community. I read that, and I'm like, wait a second, that's the church. That's the church. See, because it's just true. Anything that God does that's true, even if you're in the business world, you can figure that out. And so we, we are, by doing this, we're offering many more opportunities just for people to respond to God and get involved. But the thing that's most exciting to all of us about this, this, this uh, other warehouse is we're actually calling it an incubator because a year from right now on this day, we will not only be celebrating our four-year anniversary, but we will also be celebrating our first campus. And we're getting ready to launch that yeah. a year from now. Yeah. So thank you for the one person who's actually excited about that. I, I'd because, like to talk to that person. Yeah, so. you're on staff, you're paid. No, <laughs> no seriously, guys, that's our vision. <laughs> and we finally, this year, because of your faithfulness to God, because we have the resources to be able to move, and because we believe that God has a heart for every person in this valley, we are going to be able to do our first campus. And, and what's exciting is the people who will work in that campus will be the ones who will actually go and be a part of this. And so you'll already be a team. You'll already know each other. You all already have worked together, and we're really excited about that. And, um, and the other thing that's really cool is uh, Andy is actually going to lead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Andy is going to lead this campus and this, this campus launch, which is very, very exciting. So I just want him to share his heart a little bit about that and what yeah. that looks like for us. Okay, so here, here's the difference, though, first of all. Uh, this is, we're not planting a church, right. and, and that, that's really, we need to be really clear on that. Uh, uh, planting a church means a unique expression of a new place, and maybe uh, if we, and we'll, we're going to do that someday. We are totally planting churches out of this place, but this is, this is not that time. Uh, this will be a campus. So what that means is when we start this campus, it's going to be the K2 experience, so whether or not you go to a campus on the west side or south side or north side or wherever, even here, you get, the, uh, you get the K2 experience. And so the same treatment, same message, same bands. And uh, here, here's the cool part, though, is that there, there, is, uh, there are a lot of people here, maybe you're one of them, that actually don't live in the Sugar House area. And uh, so we've kind of been looking at the data and, and, and just praying and dreaming and scheming about, man, God, where do you want us to go? And so we're heading south. Uh, we're going to go south and, and, uh, and, and open up a campus down there. Now, here's the cool thing is that if you live in that area, that's huge. That's huge. If you're in, in, in Sandy or Draper or South Jordan or West Jordan or Harriman or even Provo or Arizona, whatever, um, that's huge, right? Because it cuts down on, on travel time. But, 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 but what it really does is it allows you to be in community with people that will more likely experience K2. And that's a big deal. I can invite my neighbors and my friends uh, down south, and they may come once or twice, but it's really hard for them to be in, involved in community. That's why we're doing this, is, is we, need, we need more, uh, more chairs. We, we, uh, and and, and uh, so we're going to have two locations, one church. And so when you say, I go to K2, you might go to different locations, but it, it is K2. So we're very, very excited about that. Now, uh, I did a little research, and uh, the state of Utah, this is mind-blowing, is saying that in the next 10 years, the, the biggest rate of growth, the epicenter of all population in the state of Utah is 90th South and I-15. Amazing. 
And uh, <laughs> with my pregnant wife, I thought it was our house, but it's, it's actually <laughs> happening right in that corridor there. And so we're kind of, we've got our eyeballs in that area, and we're kind of going to move out uh, uh, west and south of that location. So we're looking for buildings, and uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be just amazing. But here, here's the deal, just backing up what Dave said. We, we need... We need, we need help. We need, we, I can't do this. You know, as a staff, we can't do this on our own. We need you guys. And so if you are feeling like, oh, man, I live in that area. I want to be in community in that area. This is just uh, really exciting to me. We have got a, uh, a pre-meeting happening, uh, pre, kind of a pre-launch little meeting that we're going to do on October 8th at 7 p.m. And uh, if, you, you don't, if you don't write that down, don't worry about it. You'll hear all about it, uh, and we'll keep bringing it up to you. But if you're feeling led like, dude, I want to get on that team. I want to be a part of this. And it doesn't matter if you don't play guitar or, or really understand how to fold programs correctly or <laughs> pour coffee or whatever, man. We just need people that are just infused with this K2 vision and just, just want to go for it and discover more of what God wants down south. That's cool. And uh, <clears throat> hello. Uh, again, just to... Uh, explain the structure of this a little bit more. Andy's right. I mean, it is, it's K2. The, 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 the arts team that plans these services, the exact same service that's going on here is going on there at the same time. In fact, Rutt and their leadership team, Mike Seifert with technology, I mean, the exact same soundboard, same lights, same mute, same, it's going to be the exact same experience. There's not going to be one that's better than the other or different than the other things. That, in fact, Andy and I are actually going to be speaking at both of them. This is one church in two locations. So we're going to be rotating around. It's not going to be Andy at the South Campus and Dave's at the North right. Campus. That's not what it's about. We're still one church, but the commitment for us as a church to join God in what he's doing is to say the people who live down there who have to come all the way across and come, you know, are probably just not going to do that. And so now we have a better opportunity to reach this valley in the southern, southwest part of this valley. And, and that's why we're doing it. We're really excited about that. And even the, the structure as well, you guys, is we're in process right now of actually hiring somebody to be the campus of this location. So Andy will be the past campus pastor of that location. There will be a campus pastor of this location. And my job, literally, as the lead pastor is what my title is, is really to oversee this, this whole movement of what we're doing. And so that's just that's kind of, because really we're hoping on the heels of this one that we'll have K2 North, and then we'll have K2 West, and then we'll just, it's going to be all over the place. And we'll have a pastor at each location. And, and so anyway, just that's where we're going. That's where we're moving. And we are really, really thrilled. And the other thing I want to say, too, is uh, what this feels like for me living in Sugar House is it feels like for me that we're going to relaunch this place too. That just as much, just as much energy that goes into to doing the South Campus, that much energy is going to go into this place. There will be team meetings for people who are going to go south. There's going to be team meetings that are going to be here. And, and there's going to be an incredible opportunity for us to now say, man, come here. Be, be strongly committed to whatever location you've got. And so, dude, I just, I, dude, and dudettes, um, I just, I really, I just, I believe that God is just on the move. There is a wave that he's doing, not just here at K2, but around this valley. And I'm telling you guys, you got one life to live, right? Man, don't miss this wave. Don't stand on the, on the beach and watch it. Hop on the board and go for it. It's what you were created for. And again, I'm telling you, if your work religiously is drudgery, that's not work in the Lord. That's not work prompted by faith. It's not. Or produced by love. 
I'm telling you, we just sit there all the time. We go, it just gets better and better. The more we try to follow Jesus, the better it gets. And that's what we want for you. I, again, we pray that Jesus would be magnified around this valley and in our own lives. That, our, that we would be intensified in our experience with Christ. And that his kingdom will be enlarged. And I think God's going to do that this year. And so hold on, baby. No, actually, don't hold on. Remember? Do this. Put your hands up, baby. Let the roller coaster go and enjoy the ride because yeah. it's going to be absolutely crazy. You got anything else you want to add? I love you. I love you too, bro. I love you guys. Yeah. Hey, Thanks. you know what? In <clears throat> fact, let's all, let's, let's, let's all together, um, let's pray together. Hmm. Um, in fact, can I do something really corny in church? Would you actually, as a sign, right, even at what, what the scripture said, when this, when this happens, is that, we, that God's goal is that we would be unified. That we would become one in what we're doing. So would you, do, as a symbol, thank you, that's better. Uh, as a symbol um, of that, would you go ahead and grab the hand of the person next to you? As, a, as, a, as, as just a physical symbol of the oneness that's in this place. Um, so even as we do south and Maine and west and north, that we're still committed to know that this is, that this is one church. And let's pray together. Oh, oh God, you are so good. You are amazing and incredible and holy and right. You are worthy and you alone are worthy to follow, to trust and to believe. And God, I pray right now that you would help us in this church to not do religious work that you would help us to not labor in vain because we're doing our own thing or doing something for a wrong reason. But God, would you help us to do the work that you produce? And that's the work of simply believing in you, of trusting you. Help us, God, to seek you more than anything else in this world. Because then you said, if you seek me first, everything else will be added to you. Lord, I worship you because you are a God who has a dream that your kingdom is a kingdom that produces, that multiplies a hundred times. Anything that's living multiplies itself. And we pray that we would be a living church, alive to you, dead to ourself, so that you can enlarge your kingdom, intensify our relationship with you, and magnify your name in this valley. So Lord, we surrender to you. I ask right now that you'd already begin to speak to people and ask them and move them as to where which community they'll actually be a part of and where they will live out their faith of really believing you. Pray your blessing on Andy, on Brad Olson, our new arts guy, on the rest of the staff that will lead. God, I pray for all of us just as we, as we seek after you that you will please hold us close to yourself. Do not let us wander the path and do anything that you aren't doing. But everything you ask us to do, give us the grace and the power to do it, to work that way. Because then we'll see your kingdom grow. So, Lord, we love you, and we thank you for this chance to move in this way, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, man. Um, Ben, you guys can find up. Um, So I I just, my question for you this morning is simply this is, will you join us? Cool. Because this is a we thing. 
Everything's a we thing to Jesus. It's never an individual. It's never a person. It's always the body of Christ. So this is a we thing. And again, going back to that opening song, what did it say? Take a breath. (laughs) Take a lifetime to multiply. It's just an ordinary day. But you got to move. you got to try. Now that your time has come today, today, but you won't see it if you don't believe him. But if we believe him, we'll see it. You guys, we will see right before our very eyes the glory of God if we'll believe him. We will see miracles in this place if we believe him. I want to see it. I want to see it in me and my family. I want to see it in you. I want to see it in people right now who are out there today who could care less about God. I want to see it. And you know what's cool? Is we've seen it, haven't we? I mean, do you guys know, like already we're far beyond anything I ever thought would happen. So I thought I was a visionary, but I'm not a very good one. Because God has so much more he wants to do. We've seen it. So as we end our service today, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of celebrate in an anniversary fashion our, um, our, our video of just what's, what, God, what has God done this last year. And just take a second and just bask in the glory of God, literally what he does when we believe him. And let's just reflect on this. Let's enjoy this. But also every time in scripture when God says remember, you know why he says to remember? It's always for the future. Remember what I've done so you can remember who I am because I'm going to keep doing it. And so let's look forward to 07 and 08 as we look back at 06 and 07. Let's enjoy this together. Thirty-five adults started to feel the same call, and they were willing to leave their families, quit their jobs, and sell their homes to start this church. And I just want to tell you, the DNA of K2 was set right there. And that is, we want to be a group of people who are always willing to do whatever God asks us to do.